the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, Sunday night, 8 to 9, 312 642-5600, where we discuss and dissect political talking points and propaganda, which is all one and the same lately. It's all one and the same. It's from both sides. It's nonsense. So here in Chicago, Illinois, we had a couple big things happen this week. Laquan McDonald. Now, I was listening to all of the propaganda, listening to all of the tribalism. and th- These are three wrongs with zero right. And that's what it is. Three wrongs, because I didn't tell. Well, I, t- I might have alluded to you, McBeth. We have a little inside track onto the Laquan McDonald. I happen to have, as a customer at the Elmhurst Cigar House, a corrections officer who has dealt with Laquan McDonald for 10 years. I find this out on the night they gave that ridiculous judgment, by the way. And he's sitting there and we're talking and uh, he says, you know, I've been dealing with Laquan McDonald for 10 years, a decade. He was a little boy. He was nine years old, eight years old. And uh, so much a part of this system that when this little boy would get in trouble, he was thrown into a detention center and nobody from his family, nobody, not the great uncle reverend, not the mom who's apparently on some island in Cabo after her settlement, not an aunt, not an uncle, no one would come and get this kid. So this kid was uh, abandoned at a very young age, meant to uh, fend for himself, and he, he made some terrible Terrible decisions. And I would say ingesting PCP should be considered one of the biggest. Terrible, absolutely outrageous. This poor kid threw his life away long before that scumbag Van Dyke killed him. And that's the other thing. You can have a bad perpetrator, and you can have a bad cop, and you can have a bad judgment. Yeah, none of it's mutually exclusive. These are three bad things. And I found it funny, uh, I forgot what commentator it was, said, can you imagine, well, they didn't say this, I said this, but they mentioned Rod Blagojevich's 14 years, and I kept saying, can you imagine being in your cell, you're Rod Blagojevich, you got 14 years for some half derriere shakedown of Children's Memorial Hospital, among other wrongdoings that we call horse trading, you got 14 years, and this cop got out of the car, and we all saw the tape, and everyone's going to debate the thing. Nonetheless, you can debate the first bullet, you can't debate the next 15, yeah. Shoots the kid 16 times who apparently, from my angle, was walking on an angle, not going anywhere near him. He was scared. I heard all the, all the moron Republicans. 
Well, but you're within you're within a certain Please. like I said, it's debatable within a certain distance with a knife. Okay, fair enough. You debate that first shot, the next fifteen. We had three or four cops in my there's, na- there's no argument. Three right. or four cops in my neighborhood. Big pots. We had uh, Dickie Leone. Uh, we had Guy Messina. Right? These are cops in my neighborhood that if you got caught monkeying around in my neighborhood, they'd split your head open with that billy club. That's what could have been done to this kid. Just whack him, beat the hell out of him. I know PCP. I've heard all of the nonsense. Nonetheless, you killed him. And the guy who killed him had 20 counts of misuse of force against them. 20 complaints, other previous settlements, the whole nine yards. So it's, it's just so wrong on every single level. There is no winner. This is wrong, wrong, wrong. And then the judge, I have to say, boy, oh boy, his new nickname is Easy Like Sunday Morning. Yeah. Are you nuts? You're going to do three years you took the kid. Now, it's a sob story, right? I saw the wife up there crying. It's a heart tugger to kids, $100 a phone call. It's it's horrific. But if yeah. Van Dyke didn't think of that, why the hell do I have to think of it? Well, and you know what? The other thing is that nobody's actually going to the root of any of the issues. So the root of one of the issues is, okay, why was this kid into drugs? Can we address that? Can we help people? You know, no, 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 we're not going to deal with that. We're going to point Who out. Who isn't into drugs now? Well, but the, the, you know, the, we're going to, you know, we're going to deal with that. Oh, okay. You know, no, doesn't get dealt with. And then the other part is these guys are in the street fighting a war. For the city of Chicago. They're fighting a war for the city of Chicago. So when you're talking about guys coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan with PTSD, you've got guys on the street with PTSD. That's not addressed. I hear that. There's no help for them. I mean, none of this is being handled, right? I look at cops the way I look at everybody. They're individuals. I have a nephew that's a cop. I love him. You understand? He's a great guy. He's got three kids. I love individual cops. But to deny the fact that there are bad cops is to make yourself look like it's an idiot. Ridiculous. And it is to ignore reality. For all we know, the South Side, to me, looks a lot like Serpico's precinct. Because how could you possibly have all of this nonsense drug abuse, all of this open and notorious dealing, and apparently we can't stop it? Come on. Everybody's in on the scheme. So well, they can't even stop in a, prison. Come on. How about the cops uh, years ago that got caught working for the drug dealers? An entire crew that was designed specifically to watch them and to, and to bust yeah, them out. To protect certain ones and bust out the others. The minute you, ta- you give virtue to a job, you've lost everything. Well, you've lost your mind. You've I'll, lost your integrity. I'll make it more finite than that, and you'll love this. The minute you take the individual out of the equation. Exactly. The minute you stop treating people like an individual, whether it's in their favor or not in their favor, you distort the process. You make it a dishonest process. And you know what's funny, Macbeth? All you hear from these pseudo-intellectual frauds on TV is more of the same problem, right? All that this kid needed was more drugs. And they're negating the fact that Illinois' new economic plan is to create more Laquan's McDonald's. Create 10 times more. Just put it out there. Now, I'm an I'm a individual who believes in individual liberty. I'm a guy who thinks I'm not totally against legalizing everything. But... Let's have some sort of a, a structure. Let's have some sort of a format. You're releasing a bad thing to a bad society. It's going to end in terrible. And that's what's going to happen here as you see this influx of legal drugs that we know lead to heavier drugs. Sorry, it just does. And I say this as a guy who makes a decision not to put any intoxicants in my body. I think that's the right decision for everyone to make. However, unlike Democrats, I don't want to use law as a weapon to control it. And I don't want to use drugs as a profiteer economic stabilizing of public sector pensions either. I think that you've got just a combination of terrible policies met with, with nothing but terrible intentions. And it's going to be used as a weapon against the people who don't do any of this, much like history has shown us. The people who pay the costs for the Laquan McDonald's and the Van Dykes 
are the people who would never take partake in any kind of behavior that either one of these guys did. We're the ones that paid his mother the $5 million so they could squash it through the election. The cops are the ones, and I, I know there was a big judgment, they were held harmless, but come on. There's something in Denmark here, and I don't mean Nancy Pelosi, that stinks to high heaven about the whole squashing of the voice recording, about the whole filing of the reports. I'm, I know you got off, it was a bench trial, but there's another thing you see here in Chicago. This is Democrat on Democrat injustice. How could this, and I mean this, McBeth, how could you give this guy, he's going to do three years. It's just insane to me. So you give a certain amount of credibility to, to these race hustlers who will come out and have come out since five minutes after. One being, unfortunately, who I thought was a decent guy, the uncle. The uncle, who, who, who flips back and forth between a schizophrenia of it's the greatest place in the world and it's got inter- eternal bias for black people. That's not the case. I'm white. You're white. I could look at this and see this is wrong. So the idea that this is just more fodder, more, more news to keep the divisions even greater, that's what we're experiencing here. And the, and the voice of reason that says all the parties involved are terrible. Terrible. The entire situation is terrible, and it all could have been corrected through good decisions through policy. The number one policy is if you're a cop, and let's say you got nine, Nine complaints against you, and I understand, for all the policemen out there, there are frivolous complaints. I get it. But that's the problem with dealing with society. Adjudicate each and every claim to a position where you're comfortable in letting that guy go back on the street. Because I'll tell you what, when you saw the guy testify about how he put the handcuff on, it permanently damaged him. This is unquestionable. The city of Chicago wrote this guy a check, had him checked out by their own doctors. He's done that to that guy, and that guy complained. How many guys don't complain out there that, that this guy's done it to? You can't have thug enforcers pretending to be virtuous policemen because you harm the real virtuous policemen. Because you know who the other virtuous policemen are? The five other guys who were standing on that scene with their gun in their holster. You destroy them. And it's a shame that you put them in a position to cover up your wrong action. Because cops don't want to testify against other cops. I can't even imagine what that would be like. You're riding with a guy in a car, and now you got to... But everybody no, and knew. you got to rely on that guy to protect you the next day. And, and, and you know, Aye. McBeth, I'm sick of these FOP guys come out. And they, they want to lie. You, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? It is mind-boggling that in 2019, we're still having people of, of some intelligence come out and tell you, please ignore what you see. It's like when we're dealing with the, the economy of, of Republicans. Please ignore the fraud you see. And just focus on the spin we're telling you. It's an insult. But the problem is the people of Chicago like it. The people who stay, the people who who remain complacent, I think they like it that certain way. I think they're comfortable in this division. This is the Liberty Hour. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after these messages. Sean from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. 
This is the Liberty Hour on a Sunday night when men in costumes, this is an important night if you're a sports guy, men in costumes chasing balls, That's right. a bunch of people rooting for strangers, they pretend they're from the home team, so we're not going to probably get a lot using, of calls tonight, using, probably. Uh, possessive pronouns like we yeah. and they. Yes, we yes. and they. These are guys that, you know, if you cut them off in traffic, <laughs> these big monsters will rip your car door off and beat you to death. But I'm a fan, you could yell. There is nothing more fun than finding somebody half drunk at a sports bar, oh, it's the and they go, oh, yeah, we're going to kill him. And I say, oh, do you play? Now, even it. Uh, yeah, do you play? <laughs> do, do you play? Yeah, sure. You can't tie your shoe oh, if I tie so 20 good. to your soul. Although I can get away with that because I'm giant. Yeah. And the other thing is, I uh, I don't know enough about that. football. Oh, don't, don't let the size fool you. I don't think you could get away I don't with know that. enough about football, but I am rooting for Giselle's husband. How are you Just because fight? of Giselle. How are you going to fight from the inside of a bar stool? Oh, I could fight. After it goes yeah. down over your head. Oh, I'm a, I, I've been known to wield <laughs> one of those in, in my time, but I'm old now. But one of the things that went, uh, when I think, mischaracterized. And I'm watching it get mischaracterized. But, you know, we, we expect that when you see Martha Raddus, the high D slayer, yeah. come out and with her stupid show and you bring on these Democrats who are so married to their principles, they don't realize that Trump pretty much offered you your own bill from 2013 Yeah, and said, how about this? And we were looking at this before the show, yeah. and it mirrors quite closely. It's the 2013, I think it was yeah. called the, the French Fence Bill and or his, something. And his latest offering here uh, uh, yesterday or whenever that came down, is actually uh, it, it gives him less than they offered him before the election. But now, right. they, now they don't want to because they have the House. They're not going to say, oh, well, yeah, we're going to give you the same thing we were willing to give you and they're overplaying. weeks ago. Although if they took this, they would be giving away less than they were willing to give away weeks ago and opening the... So now, you know, Pelosi runs the risk of being the bad guy to a lot of federal workers and Coast Guard people. I, I loved watching Ann Coulter flip out, oh, call him Jeb Bush. Cause, you know, it's I, kind of funny. Another angry... Sexually frustrated, 40-something blonde. Not a fan of her, but it was kind of funny. Um, but what I did think would get more news than it got was yeah. Ted Cruz's suggestion. Yeah. Which was fantastic. It was. You got $14 billion from El Chapo. You could use that to build the wall, and then you say the Mexican paid for it. Ta-da! Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way to go about it. Yeah. But instead, he was um, besmirched for canceling or the shopping. Or Besmirched for canceling the shopping tour of Nancy Pelosi and Little Dick Durbin right. and uh, Peter Schiff. Because it may be something to do with the tact in which it was canceled. I love it. And the timing versus the fact that it was canceled. If they had I, said the day before, listen, we're not going to give you a military aircraft, they would have been like, well, okay, fair enough, because no. this and that. But no, let, get them on the bus. Are your bags checked? Let the bus. Yeah. Are your bags uh, in? The bags were on a plane. Yeah. So now, uh, you're not, now you can't go. You know, the bus is on the tarmac. They're like, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. We can't let you off the bus. The plane doesn't exist. And it's, no, no, it's sitting right there. I can see. No, it doesn't exist. I've watched newscaster <laughs> after newscaster. Newscaster after host after even the ones that are that are big talk about how they were going to Afghanistan. Yeah, that's the cover story. Yeah, they were going to where was it? Brussels. Egypt and then Brussels and then. Come on, Brussels is like a, a helicopter ride from everywhere: Paris, yeah. Switzerland, Germany, London. Yep. She's going shopping, baby. Yeah, and I got news for you: she's at the duty free store. The hypocrite that she is, because the other thing that's not going said by all of the hyperbole about how these great workers and they may be. I don't think any of them are, but let's say some are. And they may be. I think they're waiting for the pensions to kick in. How they have been offered zero-interest loans. Did you yeah. see this? Yeah. $3,000 a pay period. I saw it because I printed it up for you. $3,000 a pay period, zero interest. You could borrow until you get paid, then pay the loan back. Yeah. In fact, the loan matures in 12 months. 
So, who, so you could really just take your time, wait, get they? your tax refund, so there's pay a, back with that. The first thing they did was pass the law that nobody is going to get stiff. They're going to get every penny, and they're not going to work. Right. This makes about as much sense as suspending the bad kid, which, by the, the way, people, I loved as a bad kid. I got, yeah. What do you mean? You're going to suspend me, and I, it's not an absent I don't day? have to go to school? All right. I don't have to sit there, and I, when I come you back, it. it's, I'm, I'm okay? Yeah. What? I, mean, I get to sit in the office and sleep? Yeah. And Here's look, the thing, too, is... It, it, People are saying, and I hear this a lot, and I see it a lot on Facebook and Twitter, that we're saving money by not having these people at work. No. What you're doing is you're waiting to pay them and requiring no work for that pay. Right. So essentially, you you know, the only way to save money in this is is if everybody turns the lights off. How many federal offices do you think that are full of furloughed workers where nobody's coming to work where all the lights are turned off? And those computer monitors are turned. No, everything's still running. Everything's still going. You know how you're this still changes to pay their, these people. The only thing that changes is their, getting, their phony routine where they get, no get up in the morning. Come on, they don't do anything. And in fact, what's funny is you you, you, you go from little to none. How about how about how every three three years or so, yeah. a major scandal comes out from one of these bureaucracies? By yeah. the way. That's in the midst of this shutdown. We had the IRS thing. How they're spending money and partying in the upper echelons in Las Vegas. They're in suites at the Ritz-Carlton. Wasn't there an EPA thing, too, a couple years ago? It's it's All kinds of stuff. How about the TSA? How when tested, 80% of what they're supposed to stop just goes through. Just goes right through. (laughs) So what exactly do we need you people for? Well, um, there's a lot of TSA people not going to work, and so far, other than the plane that skidded off the runway at O'Hare yesterday... Uh, that has nothing to do with government. No, but it's what I'm saying is uh, everybody seems to be still alive. And the air traffic controllers? These guys, this is the big fear, right? The yeah. flying, the air traffic controllers. There's a new crop waiting, and you know who proved that? Big Ron. Ronald Reagan proved that. I was That was one of my favorite things. That's when he had... Yeah. Well, at this point... You want to go to work? No. Okay, now you can't go to work. Here's the two sides of the air traffic control thing. At this point, there really is no new crop waiting. The guys that are working it now were the new crop, but you're not going to need it. When you get these next-gen systems in place, the only reason they haven't put these AI systems in place is because they still have all these union contracts. They have to have these people at work. Once that attrition rate reaches its end you know, end run where you've got, you know, 10% or, or so of the people that you do now, then all of a sudden everything will become automated. I love that. And it'll be safer. And we'll be safer. It will not make mistakes. It will not get drunk. It will not be upset over its girlfriend breaking up with yep. it. It's I not going to get confused between two call signs and give the wrong plane the wrong yeah. instructions. That's happened a few times. And you know who will be against it? All the progressives. Because they're really regressives. Well. As this new Congress shows you. They'll try to frame it as the working man's getting stiffed and automation's driving people out of jobs, but there's going to be enough people that have to program the automation. And the idea that these, these, these Democrats sit no. there as they watch Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the upper echelon, these 70-year-old frauds, go on vacation. The week before, it was Puerto Rico with the 109 lobbyists. The week before that, it was Hawaii. And how could you, in good conscience, claim to be a Democrat and say, this is okay? When if they, you know, they're all worth... I think Nancy Pelosi registers at over $100 million that she accounts for. The husband's a separate entity. They're, right. they're really closer to a billion dollars, right? And they sit there and they say, Nancy, Is it that high? It's, the, it's her husband. And, and when you look, he's a developer. Look at how many of his small. land purchases came from the federal government. Yeah. The only one that's even more offensive is Dianne Feinstein's husband, Richard Bloom, who is the B in CB Richard Ellis. And you see the corruption. And the Democrat sits there with his mouth open. And it should have a dunce head on going, that's okay, they're fighting for me. When the reality is they're making suckers out of all of us.
Whether you sit there and you pretend you're a Democrat, the city of Chicago proves it time and time again. You're a useful idiot that they take advantage of unless you're on the inside. Now, nationally, Nancy Pelosi will be Speaker of the House as long as she wants to be. And the reason is she is the most successful lobbyist in U.S. government history. Because that's what Nancy is. And the reason they don't want this wall is because her real donors, they like the illegal immigrant. That's what this is all about. They serve a purpose. It's about what it's always about. Money, honey. It's about money. And if they wanted to solve the immigration problem, it could be done very simplistically. Is that any new citizen for a decade qualifies for zero social benefits. And you will have no immigration problem. Because what the penalties are in, in, in America for the third world, that's a rich person. How we treat our, our poor, the welfare system, is how they live in their home country when they're elite rich. So you've enticed them through guaranteed success in their life from cradle to grave. And the problem is the American socialist who pretends he's a Democrat, he wants that too. So that's the only thing you're fighting about is welfare. The principles of immigration are quite simple. If you're going to be an asset, you're going to come here and you're, you're running from oppression, come on in, baby. But none of them are here for that reason. They're here, well, not none of them. A very few amount are here for the, for the reality of what America is, is supposed to stand for. Because we as, as Americans have sat idly by as they've corrupted us. And all we're arguing about is different targeted welfare. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the new bill proposed the Green New Deal by all the socialists in the House, because what this is is about taxing you for living in the name of a scam that benefits the green energy guys green New Deal. like Sean Caston's father. If they wanted, they had millennials. They should have just called it the ideal. And you know what I, what I was listening to, these idiots? Yeah. They were talking about how it snowed in California. Yeah. And they said it so confidently. Oh, my word, it snowed. Have you seen it? And do you know what it's I looked up? I looked up how many times it snowed in California since yeah. 1877. Seven times it snowed, an well, average of two inches at in least once every five years. No, in L.A., L.A., baby. In L.A., that's different. Yeah. That's different. All right, we'll be back after this. 312-642-5600, unless you're watching Men in Costumes. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every Sunday night, even when men in costumes are chasing balls, we are here. 312-642-5600. It's yeah, a good game. By the game. way, don't ask me anything. I'm watching the game. Ah, there you go. It's a good game. It's a good game. And that's what they want you to do. I think it's a plot by the government overlords to keep men in society stupid. So they distract him with these ridiculous sports where a bunch of guys are walking around who know statistics of how fast strangers are. It seems insane to me. Right. All right. But what else is insane to me is the idea that America is the new socialist frontier as described on the Hill. And it's hard to argue with that. That was a, uh, that that segue was smooth as glass. Wasn't it, baby? Yeah, we're Smooth as glass. And um, what happens when uh, socialism is real expensive, Macbeth? Socialism is really Socialism's. expensive. Socialism is real expensive. And yeah. it has a tendency to punitively persecute every citizen. It pretends to represent the poor, and it will use and them... At the first, yeah. In at the beginning. At first, it will, it will use them use as virtue shields, and 
But you have you, to pit you know, part of society against the other part in order for one part to want the other part's money. But every once in a while, when they're done using the kids to give the teachers bigger contracts, every once in a while, it really hooks on to a fairy tale. Now, healthcare was Obama's favorite choice, right? The imaginary rescue of everybody gets healthcare. I heard some idiot claim that 200 million people are now covered because of Obamacare. And they, you know. I'm, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. Two hundred million people. Two hundred million now, people. This guy said on the air are now covered because of Obamacare. Two hundred million people because of Obamacare have the best insurance in the world. Right. And you know the reality we live it. You and me live it, and the regular people. Now, some of us go on welfare, and we pretend it's a subsidy, and that's okay. You know, if that's what your conscience allows, okay, fine. And we and ignore. There's a lot of people that go on welfare making the same amount of money that just a few years ago they wouldn't have had to. Exactly, because what it does is it uses its intricacies. As restraints on freedom. Now, healthcare is one that is, if it doesn't bankrupt you, the other favorite weapon of the tyrant, the staff of the overlord, is the mystical, magical claim of climate change. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me how gullible people are when they, the reality is we've only kept records for 130 years. That's it. 130 years of data. So you're looking through a keyhole. You're 100 yards from the Mona Lisa, and you're telling me about her smile. When you don't have the information it takes other than propaganda you've heard. It's better than that because you're wrong. Okay. We don't just have 130 years of data. We have ice cores going back into the end of the ice age that show that climate change happened very rapidly, and it was still going, and things were still getting warmer. We're just getting warmer, and now we're to the point where we're about 5% short of of the threshold at which we became another climate. Every, this is all thing that happened again. It happens again and again When I first started to do this, you, along with the upper echelon of suits, told me, whatever you do, don't go way in the weeds, baby. When you go way no, in I the weeds. No, I told you to get lost. Okay, when you go in I'm trying to keep it simplistic for the guy who voted for Sean Caston <laughs> and pretends he's not a socialist. Right. I'm going to keep it simple. Well, people so rely just, on what they've heard. They've heard 97% consensus. Right. But it's a, it's a BS number because 97% of the people, you're talking about getting into the weeds, 90% of the people, or 97% of the people that were uh, surveyed in that survey agreed with a very uh, simplistic statement of man has affected the climate. I don't believe uh, that that climate change is what they say it is, but I know man has affected the climate. You know man has affected the climate. It's not to a degree at which we're ending the world or which we need to, uh, you know. I think it could be that man has affected the climate in a positive way. Right. We don't need to divert uh, a fifth of our economy to dealing with this imaginary problem, which just makes people get rich. I remember years ago about the benefits of pulling oil out of the earth. Oh, no, no, no. That's an extremist position, oh. <laughs> Sean. I'm just saying, but th- oh, that, no. is a, that is a study. You and- remember when Democrats used to use words like energy independence? Of course I do. Oh, man. The good old days of 2015. I remember when Democrats <laughs> were anti-military complex. Right. And all it took was Donald Trump to get him to chant for imperialism. Right. I remember when Democrats were, were curious. When Democrats, I grew up with, with some Democrats. When they were fiscally some, responsible. Just a few. And this is the thing. I remember when Democrats were like John F. Kennedy, and they wanted to end the Federal Reserve. Well, let's see. Here's the thing. We've said this before. Kennedy would be a Republican today. Kennedy would be Trump. There's a good possibility that Reagan would still be a Democrat. He wouldn't have flipped. If you had the Democrats of today, um, just on the stances that he was known for, I'm not talking about the identity politics and tactics. That's obviously not out of the, you know. But when you're talking about, you know, pro-union, 
um, you know, negotiating. You're talking about middle of the road stuff. Reagan was closer to like a Lindsey Graham. It's true, but nobody was more of a Democrat under the Republican flag. Nobody than Donald Trump. Yeah, everything that his entire life, platform, literally a lifelong Democrat. And I don't, I'm not just talking about his trillion dollar infrastructure that he has no. yet to get to. Which, Tariffs. by the way, all of it. We're talking about yeah, his entire platform, and even in this newest proposal. In this newest proposal, he um, is talking amnesty in tweets today. So that's, he is just, the problem is they hate him. If they would listen to what he's offering, they would see this is the Democrat economic and social platform of 1963. And that's represented by Donald Trump and Trumponomics. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. But everyone's watching the game. Break down the politics, smoke out the spin. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Sean's figuring out his headphones. Looks pretty funny. Amy Jacobson. Uh... Amy Jacobson stretched them out. Big Norwegian header or Swedish header. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So one of the things I like to do is... Let nobody say you're not a kind individual. Thank you. So. Thank you. Good grief. I like to always bring back the ramifications of not just the, in the, within the corruption of Democrat policies, but the ramifications. And the ramifications are its appetite is insatiable. Right? So whether it's Orcasio-Cortez telling you... Because you live, you're going to pay 70% in, in income tax if you make over whatever number her little pretty head desires. It's about the reality of what, what happens to us here in Illinois. And with what people are recognizing, you're seeing an exodus right now of, of, of Illinois capitalists. And that's who's leaving. The Illinois socialist isn't going anywhere. But the Illinois capitalist is fleeing. And I have to tell you, McBot, this, this hurts me. Even though I have a business that's set up to... You're literally set to I'm rely li- on them. I, yeah. I, I, but my original intention was, you know, it would take... It would be an investment. But yeah. the reality is, if you own real estate in Illinois, you've lost so much. Well, then I'm you sure... You almost can't afford... You can't afford to sell. The majority of us can't afford to sell. Right. And, and, and they certainly can't afford to um, invest in another state. Because when you listened to the powers that be that conned you, the bad influences of, of bankers and of relatives and of society in general, and you did what was deemed the right thing to do, but the old timers told you was irresponsible, and that's borrow 97% of your home value, right. you're a market correction away from the bank saying, we need more money. Yeah. So now most of us with lives where you have kids and you have expenses, if the bank called you tomorrow and said, we need a check. Macbeth for thirty grand on your house. We know you bought it a few years ago, and you have you have made your payments. However, um, we're uncomfortable with the LTV loan to value, right? And we want thirty grand. Have fun coming to take it. That's what stirs up what's happening in Europe, what's happening in Canada, yeah, which is a real estate implosion. The problem is what is going unreported is that's happening right now in commercial real estate, and it's starting. Now, when that iceberg, when you realize you're not uh, John Smith on the Titanic and you can't power through it, by the time that hits us, 
the the only thing that could really devastate us is if we are also in debt on credit cards. This is the silent killer of a society. Well, good thing our society isn't heavily indebted to credit cards. Well, Macbeth, I've got a little article here from Zero Hedge (laughs) that says the rising credit card use shows consumers are strapped. And what that means is, I, when, I, when I was a kid, I, I went down to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and I had some good influences, some old-timers. And they would talk about Fungigate. they give you a little paper bag and say, yeah. go take this down to the deli and give, no. I'm and they would kidding. say, at the end of your day, yeah. Fungigate your cash and your profits, and that's the number you did. So if you yes. thought you made money, but you had costs in doing so. you got to work it out. You'd funge it out, and the, yep. and the clearinghouse, they'd call it funge, and they'd get rid of the futures. And your, well, if you did that, in the average life of the American... And you fund the debt versus the income oh, man. versus you've got a massive amount of people that are bankrupt and yeah. don't know it. Yeah. Which is why what, you're digging yourself out of a hole. You think you're doing well. And, you know, they do know it because as you hear the diabolical propaganda of the government workers that are living check to check and hand to mouth and all this, they're not telling you about the safety nets they have, the pensions that they're prepared to tax us for. They're deceiving you. Well, they're giving you that little nugget of that, that hint, that clue of just how bad American ec- economics are. And what's happening here in Illinois is that they are no longer hiding the fact that the government pension recipient is above you without it. And they are tipping their hand to you and saying, you have Republicans in the name of Bill Brady. I had a fundraiser, not really a fundraiser, it was a meet and greet for Alan Skillicorn at the Elmhurst Cigar House the other day. Yeah. And uh, he's a wonderful kid, really. Nice guy. You know, I'm old, I call him. I know, Alan. And uh, we're sitting there talking before it really starts. And he's like, you know, Sean, the the most disgusting part of what's happening here in Illinois, the 30 cents per gallon gas tax, this is kind of being cheered by Illinois Republicans. Yeah. So we've got Durkin and Brady. I didn't realize this. Well, they're selling it to the sellouts as, oh, well, this, this decreases deficit. And no, you know, it doesn't long term because now people can't afford to spend money on things. It, it, I think about you. Middle class is being strangled. I think about you. I think about the other kids that I've come to, to, to know and love that work here. Yeah. And I watch them start their lives and build this family. And I realize how devastating it would be if you had to pay an extra 20% of your income in taxes. Oh, and it's all stacked against you to begin with. It, it just it is, a, it is a crushing weight. And you go to bed at night and you hope you got to fight in the game. And you say, well, okay, the Democrats, they're one thing. They're trust fund babies. They're, they don't understand economics, and they're selling socialism. But I got to hope because I got these Republicans doing it. And the reality is, Macbeth, until you make these politicians pay for their own gas, until you make them pay for their own food, until you take them off the nipple of society, you are not going to get a responsible resistance to the Democrat socialism let alone the corruption in it. Because the reality is the Republicans are just as corrupt. Yeah. And that's why they position themselves. And you see these higher echelon of Republicans. This is another thing Ellen and I were talking about. You would not believe the amount of Illinois Republican politicians who have an interest in these marijuana dispensaries and in these ghetto, yes, would. In these ghetto casinos. And the reality is until Illinois comes up with a system where they, they are releasing that, the Republicans are releasing that, you're going to get more of this political mafia 
Because in Illinois, there's not Democrats and Republicans. There's them and us. And the mafia has Omerta. And they're protecting themselves and no one's saying a word. This is the Liberty Hour. This is where we do say that word. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. You're not going to believe it during Men in Costumes, which, by the way, it's a great game. We got two callers on the line. I'm very excited about it. All right, you could stop with it. Although I do love the 1940s news music. You know, I keep hoping there's going to be those good guys that were in the 40s, but apparently there aren't. Byron, how are you, buddy? Hey, I had to give you a call and save you, man. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So the only thing I want to say is that Pritzker is saying, hey, you know, we want bipartisanship here, and I don't want the Republicans to vote for anything positive. Of course you don't. With him. No bipartisanship, because he's going to try to weasel and go, oh, they voted for what I asked for, so the Democrats aren't responsible. You notice how whenever the Republicans are in charge, we're playing behind, we're following Democrats. Whenever the Democrats are in charge, we're following Democrats. We're never leading Democrats. Did you notice that? And what they should learn, one of the greatest things to admire about Nancy Postop Pelosi is the way in which she rules that party and the obstruction they were when they were the minority and the obstruction they are now that they're the majority. It's amazing. If the Republicans fought like the Democrats, we would not be in this pickle, brother. But they don't know how to fight. You know why? They're in on the scam. Bill Brady and uh, Durkin, they've got their, their interests in the marijuana. They've got their interests in the video poker. They've got their interests in the corrupt contracts. They've got their gas cards. They've got their expenses. They've got their black money. It's just too much. And I'll tell you, Byron, what I'm starting to feel is that when I go to the Florida and I, I opened my business three years ago and you see what it's like, it is so refreshing. It is so your, your optimism, the energy of a, of a state not steeped in this kind of corruption. It, the only option for guys like me and you, you got to leave. And it kills me yeah. to say that. It kills me because I, I got my, my wife's family. I got people here I love, friends. I've got you guys. And the reality is, if I respect my effort for my money, I have to do what's best for me and my family. Thanks for the call, Byron. Thank we got to get Tom. We get Let's uh, go to about Tom. a minute and a half. Tom, go ahead, buddy. How are you? I'm well. Love your show. Thank There's you. uh, no difference between Democrats and Republicans, liberals or conservatives. The populace does not want re- uh, entitlement reform, does not want deficit reform. They just want the party to keep going. It's not going to end well. What astonishes me, Tom, is the complacency of the good Democrat. Now, you and I are old enough to remember the good Democrat. I had a guy come in my cigar store who was, you know, a Democrat. And then when you're talking to him, you realize he's a libertarian trapped in an ideal of what his father was. And until he understands that what the Democrats are living in right now is a transformation to communism light. We're just going to be dragged along with them because what you see is we don't stand a chance. It's a mobocracy out there. And when Ocasio-Cortez and the Democrats say that this science is no longer up for debate and they're just going to tax us because we live, therefore we pay, we are slaves. Yeah. I mean, all of us. You're right. Communism light and the the opposite is the populist right. Exactly. Opposite side of the same coin. Look at Pritzker, a guy who's never actually had to worry about paying for anything. 
who from the time he was in little fat pampers has always had the silver spoon and anything he wished for. How frivolously he speaks of taxing you and me. How the stress of entrepreneurs and the stress of people not with these ridiculous, mystical, magical pensions. How we live every day, he can't even imagine it. He can't walk an hour in my shoes. Yet he has no problem casting another cost onto me, you, and Macbeth. He could care less because he sees us as the enemy. He doesn't want to represent the people of Illinois. No. He wants to rule over them like the fat little demigod he wishes he, he was just good wants enough to, to be. participate in the machine well enough to be Brother. praised and, and have some sort of legacy other than Van Dyke got a lighter sentence than the people. Money. Van Dyke got a lighter sentence than the people of Illinois. He'll do three yeah. years. We'll do four. That's absolutely true. Thank you very much. This is the Liberty Hour. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, 8 to 9. I have to go home. I have to go home. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.